Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight with me, Omar Abid, and my friend and co-host, Kelly Ricard. Hello. Hiya. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, goodbye. (laughs) Weird, awkward pause for some reason. I think we're very, very tense because we've got a lot of big issues to talk about today. I know. Yeah, you you set the internet ablaze, didn't you? I did. (laughs) Unintentionally. (laughs) I know, I'm not cut out for that, I don't think. So for anyone that doesn't know who's listening, I put a reel on um, on Wednesday, no, Tuesday, in defence of Gemma, um, who has been using sexual chat uh, towards Matt, and it went crazy. It was thousands and thousands and thousands of views within only a couple of hours and so many comments and yeah, cue lots of sleepless nights and then I put another reel on just to clarify what I was trying to say really. Yeah, no one watched that one. No. <laughs> but it's fine, at least it's at least it's out there. But before we get to all that, because there's a lot to talk about, I enjoyed your game last week. So I thought what I would do is I've got some wedding related questions for you. Okay. At a wedding, what is more important to you? Seeing the bride's dress or whether there is an open bar or not? Open bar? <laughs> because, so I I go to loads of weddings, not because I'm super popular, but I sing at them. And often I come away thinking, oh, I forgot, I forgot to look at her dress. <laughs> is that too honest? I'm never going to get booked for a wedding again, <laughs> no, am I? It... it was alarming to me how important all the dress chat 
Drash Chat was when we got, got married. I knew it would be important, obviously, but the the level of importance it takes on is huge. But as a guest at a wedding, and, it, you know, it wouldn't be stereotypical, gender normative, whatever, but as a bloke especially, I think I look and I go, oh, that's nice, that suits her. Yeah. Usually. And then that's kind of it. Because women are scrutinised, you see, so much more than men for what they wear and what they do and how they speak as we're going to come on to so it is a big deal for us however i don't notice the dress when i'm not wearing it <laughs> you're just at the bar yeah <laughs> getting a vodka and orange it's a funny one though isn't it because it depends on your guests i mean an open bar can be an absolute disaster if you're not going to have fairly well behaved guests yeah um, i mean not, none of my friends are like what you mean like turning things nasty and it's yeah getting, yeah getting into scraps and stuff yeah i don't go to i don't know people like that no well i don't but you have played at some weddings like that <laughs> yeah it's turned a bit rough well have you played at any weddings i suppose related to my second question is if you fancy one of the bride or groom is the wedding day too late to say something or should you always hold your peace the wedding day's too late to say something. Too late, really? Yeah. Well, I told you about that man I met. Go on. So, um, I, I met a man who, <laughs> um, d- like, not a, on a date or anything. It was just somebody I was chatting to. And he, he had been in love with his best friend's fiancé. And he was the best man at the wedding, of, right. at their wedding. And he kept it to himself for the ceremony managed to make the speech and then after that point when he'd, he'd had a drink he he declared his love for her at the wedding but after the ceremony after the ceremony that's fucking out of order yeah um, i meant before before the ceremony no i know but i still think any point on the day you've missed you've missed your opportunity yeah that's bad what, do you, what happened with them they're, t- they're together this was like 20 years ago she's his partner now oh my god yeah what? Does that make you feel differently about it, that they've ended up together? It does. It does, yeah, because then you think, oh, well, they're, they're sort of... I don't know, they're, they're, they're meant to be together, not that I you know, believe in that kind of sentiment. It's, you know, they're just well-suited. But it, then what, what happened to the the original groom? Well, I got carried away in the romance of the story and never asked. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, wow, so you're together now. But now I look back. I mean, I was young and daft when I heard this story. But, yeah, now I think more about what the groom must have gone through. Yeah. Yeah, snooze, you lose. (laughs) (laughs) Right, lots to talk about this week. Should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. I am feeling uncharacteristically stressed out about talking about the next couple. Who are the next couple? Gemma and Matt. Right. Why are you stressed out? I feel a huge pressure to word my thoughts around this properly on behalf of Gemma and all women. That's a lot of pressure. All women. All women. (laughs) Even the women that have come out and trolled Gemma because they don't realise that they've just internalised misogyny. So I really want to word this properly. Okay. So I'm going to start with Matt's words that he has said. Okay. Okay. So these are actual quotes. At the commitment ceremony, 
Matt said that there was an amazing sexual attraction between them on the wedding day. It was electric, etc. However, I like it when sex just happens and it's not talked about. That's quote number one. Evidence number one from me. Okay, your honour. <laughs> yes. And then the second quote I've got from him is when they went on a little date and she had to ask him, what do you like least about me? And he said, I don't like you portraying yourself as sexual. Okay. Now, how anyone could say that anything other than a bias against a sex-positive woman is going on, I don't know how you're going to argue that point. Okay. If you wanted to. No, is that... Uh, have you... Uh, well, uh, I could go on all day, but that's that's what's happened, is she has verbalised an interest in sex, and everyone's gone mad, because we've had words like vulgar, we've had people calling her a sexual predator, we've had all, but all that's happened is that everyone's got this, whether it's um, conscious or unconscious, it's a bias against a sex-positive woman. I think that is true at the extremes of the argument. There are people who have said that she is vulgar, which I agree with. Do you? I do. That she's a sexual predator, people have said, which I don't agree with. But there's almost, there are separate arguments going on. Yes, there are, yeah. And some of them have nothing to do with Gemma and or Matt. Mm-hmm. I'll start with, like, the sort of, um, I'll start with Gemma and Matt. Okay. When I say she is vulgar, I think she is, and that's regardless of man or woman. She should be allowed to say the stuff she has said. I'm not saying she shouldn't say it. I'm just saying that I I personally don't like it. Why I, don't you like it? I just find it a bit... Uh, firstly, it gets tedious if you're hearing that kind of thing all the time. And just for whatever reason, it's not my taste, like my sense of humour. So you don't have dick jokes in your set? No, we do. We do. This is the point I'm coming to. I'm a member of a rugby club, although I've not been there for for a while. I've got mates, like, all they talk about is weird shits they've had or stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, I do enjoy it up to a point. But there's a reason I've not been there for a while. You know, it's even amongst my close friends, where whether it's sexual or uh, other gross-out type of humour, for whatever reason, there's only so much of that I enjoy. It's not to do with, with it being a woman saying it that I don't enjoy it. It's because I just don't enjoy it. And I don't know what the vulgar is an inappropriate word to use. because, And that's not a criticism to say it's vulgar. To me, that's just a descriptive, factual thing that it is is vulgar. Man or woman saying that kind of stuff. But at this point, the fact that she says those, those things, and I don't particularly like them is a really minor issue in terms of the bigger the bigger debate. Gemma says some stuff about blowjobs. It turns me off a bit. It doesn't mean she's a bad person. Whatever, let's move on. But all this stuff about, oh, she's a sexual predator, and if it was the other way around, if it was a man doing it to a woman, it'd be, it, you know, how would that be treated? You know, it's like, that's... That, to me, is a whole separate separate debate. You can't have these big ranging discussions totally based around a one couple because every situation is totally different that's why it's very hard to, to generalize and talk about big issues and relate it back to two people on a, on a reality show and it's unfair to them and it's not a good way to have the have the discussion this is why that reel that you put out 
created some some debate and some of the people who responded negatively to it were talking about things like what's you you're saying a, a, a man can't be abused by a woman it's like no of course that's not what you're saying it happens all the time but in terms of having this discussion sometimes you have to speak in generalities we're talking about people who when we when we say a woman wouldn't say this you know or, or a man wouldn't do that you're talking about the middle of the road person of course there are people who would do those things and would say those things but you can't nuance an argument to take account for every single person who might do xyz because every single person and every single interaction is too nuanced that makes sense yeah it made sense i think you made a really good point i I got really upset that she was being called a sexual predator because statistically 90% of women, 90% will be assaulted in their lives. Now that's some crazy odds. If you had a 90% chance of winning the lottery, you'd be buying a ticket every week. So that's the truth that we are coming from. And then to have women use that argument against another woman i just it, it really started to upset me because he has not said matt has not said that he feels threatened he doesn't look threatened he's not acting threatened his body language his tone of voice his volume is all of somebody who's very in control of the situation Gemma, however episode by episode her body language is curling in on itself and we've just had the pleasure of speaking to lara um and we're gonna we're gonna uh, share that interview with you on Monday, I think. But she said something very, very similar that she was called out by Richie for being too vulgar. And she found this is a direct quote. I wrote it because it really got to me that she said, "The less I became, the easier it got." And that that is what women teach children from when they're little girls: just be less, be quiet, take up more, take up less space, be thinner, be don't be so vulgar, don't speak out about that. And maybe it's my frame of reference because I have spent my entire adult life because of the work that I do with actors, musicians, and now comedians. So they're people who say the provocative thing, say the thing that other people wouldn't, say the subversive thing. So I'm not so horrified by her language. I find people naive to think that that people don't talk like that, like, because a lot of the people that I know do. So my frame of reference is different. But to then club that in with rape culture, it's, it's actually really upset me on behalf of Gemma. I just think, oh my God, this poor girl. So that's where I'm at with it still. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned comedians, that if there was an act who was just doing really gross humour, and I do a bit of a bit of sexual stuff and a bit of gross stuff in my act, but I don't do too much of it, and I wouldn't like to hear an act just do that, because like I say, I find it boring, but that's a, that's a taste issue. If that's an opinion. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. mean somebody that is doing that stuff is like somehow conducive to rape culture. Yeah, it's a, it's a color sexual predator. I think is is pretty it's pretty extreme. It's like you cannot like what she says and thinks that it doesn't help her in her dating life, but that is different to to saying 
um, she's a sexual sexual predator and she's she's harassing him. The amount of comments people got, if this was a man, they'd be calling him a perv. If this was a man, well, that he's not. it's not, though. And that's so that doesn't help. It's like the people that, in the wake of um, Black Lives Matter, were like, well, all lives matter, let's not forget about... Let's not forget about white people. No, we're not talking. It, I just found that argument really frustrating. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard argument to deal with because it's like, yeah, obviously we should all be able to say things equally, but again, every person is different and every person has their own set of biases and experiences. And you know, in that in that particular instance, this is what I mean. You can't compare a situation with Gemma and Matt to or well you can compare them but I think it's a pointless comparison to compare Gemma and Matt to where a man is being abused in a relationship by a woman where often the abuse isn't physical it's nothing to do with size it's about mental mental uh, control or in another situation where it might be physical yeah or in another situation where it might be whatever there's you know yeah each situation about these deep issues is is so difficult and far beyond. Like I'll accept, you know, that I'm I'm uneducated in this in this area. But to me, to, it seems extreme to look at Matt and Gemma and say, as as coarse as she is, as much as I don't like her language, um, and I don't find it funny, you know, all that sort of stuff. To call her a sexual predator is, is quite quite extreme, I think. Oh, yeah, we definitely agree on that. My heart is pounding, though, because I genuinely, since we've started this podcast, this is the first time that I've cared this much about getting my words right for, for Gemma. I really feel for I'm properly emotionally involved in this argument. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's stressful, isn't it? Because, you, and I think especially you feel it more if there's a, uh, if there's, not backlash but if there's negative comments so you know because that reel that you put up got thousands and thousands of views and the vast majority of comments and we got loads more followers afterwards which i take as kind of a tacit approval or at least interest in what you're saying but the thing that you focused on which i can understand because it's it's much more emotive was the negative the yeah. negative things and to be fair to the people who put made negative comments most of them i just quietly disagreed with but there was one thing that a woman brought to my attention and i thought yes thank you i'm not happy that it sounded like that and she said you've made it sound like rape is to do with size and it isn't because people freeze when they're about to be assaulted and I know that and it was that I thought no I'm I'm taking that reel down because if anybody is going to hear that and think that I'm saying only big men can rape tiny women no so, and that was so I was grateful for that comment actually there were some comments where I just thought please use capital letters and full stops but that the rest I I, like, I did kind of take it on board so that was a good thing to come out of it yeah definitely should we talk about them as a couple now? Yes. <laughs> you can you can relax. I don't like Matt. He's he's. I, I, look, I've said a few times I'm not that keen on Gemma to be honest. But the more we see of Matt, the the less I like him. He's completely. He thinks uh, when he says something, it's reasonable and balanced, and that she's mental. And he's happy to just go, yep, yeah, see you later then, all right, bye. You know, it's... It's classic gaslighting. Yeah, And he just walks so. out constantly. Yeah, off to the gym. 
Yeah. Uh, also, wear a shirt if you're going around someone's for dinner. Yeah. Or, you know, something. It was like Jordan and Janita are sat there, so like a little dressed up and everything. That was just awkward. And I know um, we don't know how things are edited, but that first dinner party made it look very much like, although he was the new guy, he was holding court a lot and kind of talking over people. And, well, all the stuff that Whitney says she hates, but we're going to see how what comes out of that because they've yeah. clearly got a spark, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's been... They've, they've shown a few interactions with them, just little looks here or there. And what about the commitment ceremony when he said that she... He had to leave the restaurant because she was masturbating at the table over something that was in her mouth and we never got to see her response to that no well she has been very vocal about this on social media and she's more cross with the network than with matt actually because she's say, saying so much went on that hasn't been shown that he was returning a lot of the sexual chat in the beginning and i think the argument around the restaurant is that there was a lot going and it was just a kind of joke that you can imagine what the kind of thing it'll be because somebody had put on Twitter, oh, she would have, she would have made a joke about some oysters or something, and you know, inevitably, it seems like she can't help herself from from make it sexual. But that's not the same as masturbating no, it's in not. the middle of a restaurant. You know? No, it's not. And I wonder if, you know, he said something in last night's episode. She came on to find a husband, and I came on to what did he say? Just see how it goes. I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Right. Well, that's that's so not the same. He's kind of admitted there that he didn't come on to find a partner. Yeah, the priorities seem seem different. Well, I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on what's going to happen. But I mean, there's already been some some rumours going going around about what's going to come up in the next in the next week. So yeah, I think there's I think there's more to come. But which is definitely going to undermine Matt's strong moral compass that he's got. Well, please don't swear in my company. <laughs> you really don't like him, do you? No. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. <laughs> I need to move on for my own mental health. <laughs> So I'm wondering where you're at with regards to Whitney and Duca because I don't know what I think anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty confused. <laughs> I'm pretty confused. Duca's, Duca's starting to bug me. Is he? Just how... It is very superficial. I do see what she's saying. I am still sick of her eye-rolling and all this sort of stuff. And But I do see where she's coming from. He, he's, he's shown very little... other Like, in that task about... What are the three things you like yes. about me? That you know, yeah. he did say she was considerate, but then he also said, "Oh, she makes makes a, a nice cup, cup of coffee in the morning." But I was thinking maybe he is clutching at straws because if she's not nice to him, <laughs> which I'm starting to wonder because she's not that nice to him on camera. If she's not nice to him off camera, like maybe he did need to say stuff like, um, "Well, it's nice when you smile at me once a week." And <laughs> yeah. do you know what? And he's is he young? I don't know. He seems emotionally a bit young, I think. Yeah, quite possibly. And when uh, when Charlene came round as well for the intimacy tasks, no interest in doing the hugging, no interest in doing the stare. Ga- oh, no, they did the stare gazing. They were meant to do some kissing yeah. as well. That was the other one. But he was staring at her and she was like, God, why are you looking at me like this? And sort of covering her eyes. And she's really struggling with it for whatever reason. And I, I do get... 
what she's saying about him not showing much much depth so it's hard for her to give more I didn't understand her argument though, but like, I still want to be Whitney. I still want to be Whitney. You know, I've I've changed so much. I'm, uh, I communicate more. I, I show more of my feelings rather than just bottling things up. It's like, but I still want to be Whitney. It's like, well, those are good things. You still, you still, you. What do you mean? You just want to be how you were before and rude, <laughs> like. Yeah, but maybe she feels like she's compromising constantly, and he's just staying as he is maybe she feels like she's changed more developed more than he has but maybe she had more developing to do i don't know i honestly don't know where i'm at with it well yeah that's exactly what i would say is that she was right to change because she would been fucking awful he needs to change as well but it's a much more minor minor thing like and how how hard is it for him to change when she's still eye rolling and doing you know it, I, do, I do know I do know where she's coming from though I don't want it all to be about bashing bashing Whitney because no. you know last week I said she's growing on me and she's funny but it feels like it's gone backwards a little bit yeah it's one of those where it would be great to see a bit more of behind the scenes because I don't really know I get what you're saying and also PCB called him up on it he was like you need to show more emotion but ha- I don't know if I could show emotion to Whitney because I would think I would be scared that it would be somehow used against me or weaponized somehow yeah exactly exactly but i did enjoy the uh the pcb breakdown where uh, he was talking about you know that must have been some hella good toast oh, it was brilliant <laughs> you need more than toast duker like, yeah it was so good i mean i like toast i do toast is toast is good salt salt on some nice buttered toast oh yeah but i don't know but butter's already salty do you add salt as well you, you need salt crystals, I think. Oh, you are a game with your class. <laughs> you just put some, what is it, Saxa table salt. <laughs> no, how dare you? I have gluten-free bread <laughs> with vegan butter. <laughs> it's delicious. God, you're, no wonder you're not cut out for social media. <laughs> Okay, this is an interesting one, April and George. Yeah. Because I put a couple of things up saying April's not told George what's going on, which we'll get into the details of that particular story about what he saw on Wikipedia. But I was expecting the sentiment to be generally against April. Were you? Yeah. So I think I've totally misread the room because... The general sentiment now seems to be that George is too needy and he's he's not controlling, but he's you know he needs to know this, he needs to know that, he needs reassurance all the time. Wait, I just want to make sure I'm talking about the same thing. So you saw the bit where he said he'd googled her date of birth, yes, and found out that she'd had a three months relationship that she hadn't told him about properly, and then he went ape shit, and you <laughs> thought that the tide would turn against April. Okay, when you put it like that. Because <laughs> my thinking was, she's told him about whoever this previous guy was and said, oh, it was just, it was nothing. And then he went onto the internet to look at her date of birth, which sounds a bit dodgy. He, I was, do, he wasn't looking for a date of birth. <laughs> yeah, I do understand I'm giving, I'm giving George a lot of leeway. <laughs> so, so he went on to just look at her date of birth 
and <laughs> and then found out that this relationship, well, this thing that he thought was nothing, turned out to be a three month, whatever relationship and she said well I'm not telling him the finer details which she shouldn't she doesn't have to talk about no, the past absolutely she, but when you've said something about your past that then turns out to be that's not a finer detail to me oh my god I can't believe you're on this side of the argument like so hang on she doesn't owe him anything about her past she could have been married for three years she doesn't have to tell him the details no of no that. yeah no I agree she doesn't have to tell him the details but if she'd said to me I was with this guy, it was nothing, and then it turns out she was married for three years. Yeah. I would say, well, that's not nothing. Okay, so three years is a bad example. It was three months. Yeah, it was three so, months. To which some again, people, three months is nothing, though. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It, it might be nothing. But what I'm saying is, especially with her knowing, like... And George isn't blameless, don't get me wrong, just because at the time I was on... Uh, that side of the argument. Well, we like George, don't we? So we wa- we but- like George, but he said he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's he's too emotional. Not having it, not not good enough reason. No, I, but I feel actually very lucky because I've never been with an insecure man. I haven't, so I, I I'm kind of watching it a bit dumbfounded because I'm thinking, why is he jealous? Why is he worried because she sat in front of him? clutching him, making eye contact with him, saying, I am going nowhere. And he's crying, going, you need to stop lying to me. And I, yeah, I want to find a way to defend George. But in this, I'm just thinking, I actually, he's obviously been very, very hurt in the past. But he's not, he can't put that on April now. That's not her job to have to sift through that. But then we also don't know when when she says... You think my eyes are wandering looking at these other guys and they're not. And he says, but sometimes they are. Yeah. So we just don't know, do we? But, okay, let's say they are. Let's say there's a really fit guy in the room and April's looked at him. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I mean, it's not good grounding for a marriage. They're not going to go their whole married life and not look at other people. It, it it doesn't work like that. You have to be able to go, he's fit, and then your husband goes, yes, he is. She's fit, and then you go, yes, she is. And then yeah. you look at each other and go, I still choose you, though. Yeah. Where are the car keys? <laughs> <laughs> it, no. You, you have to accept that. Then You don't stop seeing other people. When I say seeing other people, I mean you don't stop... Physically seeing Physically them. noticing other people... But you make a decision, or your heart makes the decision, that actually <laughs> this one's the one. Like, I don't understand. And it, the, the storming off and the crying, and the, I, feel, I, I really feel for April, actually. Well, this is the other side of it, is that, fair enough, I've misread the room. But partly the reason I've done that is that there's definitely a group of people out there who don't trust April, and haven't from the beginning. Whoa, newsflash. A group of people don't trust pretty women. Like, for God's sake. It's always women as well, I've noticed. Of course it is. <laughs> they don't like her. And I don't think... Fair enough, the hot tub thing. But, that you know, her side of it. Yeah. A little peck. Uh, but that aside, like, really, what is, what is she... Bitching about Shanita? Who knows what's going Who on? Who knows with... what happened there? What? That's literally been the only thing that yeah. we... that. Has, has been kind of shown and ha- it wasn't even shown it was Thomas saying it 
Yeah. That, what's the word I'm looking for? That could incriminate April. Yeah. You're very, I don't, you're very loyally today. <laughs> me? I know. I'm so, I just, I've had a week of going, let's stop being mean to the women, please. Even if they're pretty? Especially because they're pretty. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty people deserve better lives. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah. Yeah, I am. I am being very loyal to the women this week, and I'm proud of that. Okay. I, I can't hear about George's five heartbeats again either. I can't <laughs> keep hearing about those five heartbeats. He, could, like, he, only, he only used that line twice. Well, once was enough. <laughs> it was good the first time. Yeah, it was good the first time. The second time, overkill. Yeah. Still love you, George, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, and now it's time for me to apologise again. <laughs> so last week when we played Shag, Marry, Avoid, I said I would avoid Sophie. Um, and I was wrong. I really like her. I think she seems lovely and genuine and sweet and unspoiled as yet by the world. I really like her. Yeah, they, she seems nice. And actually, it seems that Jonathan's the one who's going to be oh my God. problematic. Well, I just told you that I don't like big thighs. <laughs> I loved it. it says, I'm not being patronising. It's for your own good. <laughs> I know. I just said I would leave if her thighs got big. That's okay, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if a woman puts on weight, unless it's uh, for a medical reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he could tell from his face that he thought that was totally fine. I loved Adrian and Thomas's <gasps> reaction. Even Thomas, the guy who's been saying all kinds of very funny shit about people. But like... Pretty mean stuff to their faces, you know. You're not Beyonce, maybe Solange, you know, all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Even he put his head in his hands and like, I, you can't, you can't no, say that. I was so happy that that came out when she was with another marginalised group in society, that it came out in front of two gay men. Because if he'd have said that, and the, it was just straight men in the room, they might have gone, yeah, I don't like a lass with big thighs either. But it was two gay men, so they were just like, you can't say that. Well... When he said, I, d- I don't like the whole bodybuilder, like, built-up look, you heard Thomas, he wasn't on screen, but he said, yeah, and that's fine, because yeah. what you like is that's what... That's a type. Y- yeah, yeah, what you like is what you like. But you can't then go on to... to I mean, it was classic mansplaining, when Adrian was saying, no, I'm not... I'm asking Sophie, I'm asking Sophie. You can do, He goes, I want to defend myself. So like, you can when she's... Yeah. You've got nothing to defend yourself from yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just let me stop her speaking, basically. But Adrian, what then what Adrian said was absolutely wonderful when he went, yeah, but I don't like an opinion that I haven't asked for that's just put out there into the air. And I thought, that is literally what you and I do every Friday. No one's <laughs> asked us what we think of the show. No one's told us to start this podcast, but we're just like, and here's 40 minutes of what we think. But I did, I loved Adrian in that moment. So is Adrian, but you're gonna have to listen. Well, you don't have to listen to it. That's the, that's the, that's the, you're gonna have to hear our half-baked theories. Yeah, you uh, can turn us off. Yeah, um, the 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 dinner party was was awkward. I was not expecting it to take that turn because, yeah, I wonder I wonder about Jonathan now. Like, what's because I don't know. Is he one of these people who feels he's being being oppressed by God? You can't say this anymore. You can't say that anymore. It's like. Who's, who's stopping you? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, is he a bit right wing? 
Yeah, I don't know. Because the other thing that where I thought, hang on, was when he started saying, will I still be able to go travelling? And it was like, <laughs> hang on, you've just met the poor girl. <laughs> like, oh, no, I quite, I quite like that. Because we, we'd been led to believe from the marriage, oh, he's laid back, he's got no ambition or anything like this. But he does have stuff that he wants to do. Like, yeah, tra- just not tra- with her. <laughs> no, I think he likes her, doesn't he? Do you not think? I think he thinks she's got a pretty face when he was given ten minutes to think about it. <laughs> Like, that was just rude. If somebody said to me, right, what's the thing you like best about me or what's the sexiest thing? Even if I was thinking, fuck nothing, I would come up with something so that their feelings weren't hurt. So you don't think a pretty face is good? Yeah, but it took ages to get to that point. Right. And she felt horrible and awkward. And in that moment, I wanted to slap him a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe not so keen on Jonathan as we first... (laughs) I stuck up for him last week. Yeah, well, it's not been that long, I suppose, has it? I suppose it's because he was painted as like, we thought it was going to be, oh, these people are going to look down on him. They're going to be snobs. That's exactly what I thought. And it totally, well, it's not totally reversed. It's just that. But it, but it's, it shows you, though, that just because you've got some kind of privilege in life, like we could say that Sophie's money is a privilege, doesn't mean that she's not, can't then be subject to some type of, I've got to say bullying, but she's not, you know, doesn't mean she's necessarily always going to have the upper hand in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if she gets those big horse legs, then. Oh my God, I know. Horse legs. Jonathan he needs to have a little word with himself about that. It's not okay. Yeah. And she needs to be careful that she doesn't put on too much weight, unless it's for a medical reason. That's fair. That's fair, isn't it? I want Adrian and Thomas here now to go, (gasps) (laughs) So, we may as well go on to talk about Thomas and Adrian. Adrian's had a stormer this week. He's He's had a brilliant week. Yeah, he's good. I started to love him. There was a tiny clip of him in the bedroom, just cross-legged on the bed, reading a Stephen Fry hardback. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I think I think Adrian and I would get on. <laughs> that book's not very good, though. I've read that book. Overrated. Mythos. Stephen Fry is overrated as a writer, is he? He is. He's, yeah, <gasps> he is. Yeah. <laughs> I like Stephen Fry. Well, maybe but... he doesn't appreciate your memes. Maybe he doesn't think they're very <laughs> articulate. Maybe he listens to this podcast and thinks, you know, I'm sick of people just pushing their opinions out into the world. <laughs> no, but he has had a stormer of a week, Adrian. Yeah, I loved at the uh, at the dinner party when Thomas, who was shit faced, <laughs> went over to the to the settee with with oh, April, yes. and uh, Adrian's just going, "Oh, he's gone over to the couch." Of course, he has fucked my. That life. was brilliant <laughs> yeah. because, but also it was such a married thing to say, yeah. just like to call where he was going to go, what was to happen, and just be like, "Here we are again." Yeah, exactly. But they had a good um, their, their intimacy tasks were were good weren't they yeah like the staring they loved staring into each other's eyes have you ever done something like that when i was so the last time i did it i talk a lot about my french exchange was the french exchange students came over when i was in year nine and because we couldn't talk to them uh because our teacher hadn't been that good we'd stared into their eyes instead to see how long it could last i'm not gonna lie i was hoping it would end with somebody giving me a kiss because it was a house party it didn't it just stopped as a staring competition yeah that's the last time I did it, it's just stare out conversations. Did anyone kiss you at the end of it? No. No, maybe it's just us. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird little 
his little tale to that story I was hoping it was going to end with someone kissing me no 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 because that's obviously why Charlene gets them to do it because she thinks it'll lead to I suppose yeah action it's a, it's a fair point and yeah you're right and this is why she wanted it especially for, for Whitney and Whitney and Duca uh, but yeah Thomas was uh, Thomas was Rex at that he was brilliant I loved it and he though. brought up the whole Shanita thing again oh what is now they're blaming Jess. Jess, who's not there. Handy. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing's a bit odd. No one knows what was said. No one knows who said it. But they just keep saying, it was you. When clearly it was both of them. Yeah. Next week it'll be Lara, they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad to see that uh, Thomas and Adrian are moving on a bit. There was a bit less drama this this week. Yeah, they've got they're great together. They've got a really funny dynamic. I think they they could stand like a program on their own. I think people would tune in for it. Yeah, it'd definitely be entertaining. Another dramatic moment this week was on the couch for Jenna and uh, Zoe. Oh yeah. I felt sorry for her, Jenna. Oh, me too. I was thinking, imagine you're going along thinking, oh, our relationship's going really, really well. You've even said to people, it's going great. And then you're at a dinner party and Claire, your wife, says to everyone, yeah, but we don't, we don't have a laugh when we're on our own. I would be devastated. Yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty brutal. And it just feels like it was the first time that Jenna had heard that. And I think Zoe did say, who was, to be fair to her, was clearly awkward about bringing it up. But maybe she thought, this is the forum to bring it up, which it sort of is. And, you know, she did say, yeah, we have a laugh, but not like proper belly laughs. And, you know, it's not that level of connection in that in that way. And, you know, you've got a, it's it's obvious it's good, but is it great, you know? I just thought... When you're in that situation and the relationship's going well, I've, so I'm imagining I'm on maths and it's going well. I think I would say to my partner, look, sh- should, I'm kind of feeling this and um, I don't know if I should bring it up on the couch or not. Just a little heads up rather than a massive shock. Yeah, you would think it should be... She, Zoe maybe should have brought it up before they go to the commitment yeah. ceremony. It, like you say, especially if it's going well. Yeah. Part of it going well is being able to... To talk to each each other. Yeah. You know. But then Jenna did say, and I loved this, oh, it's fine, we've had amazing makeup sex now and brushed our real issues under the carpet. <laughs> I actually shared that and messaged her saying, you could have a really happy 10-year marriage based on that, <laughs> that approach. Surely you have to deal with it sometime, or do you just hope for the sweet release of death? Well, no, you don't... Well, it depends how big the issue is, but most issues go away. Really? With, yeah. And like, do, do they not just gradually... Accumulate. No. <laughs> Maybe you're just not having good enough sex. This is a very real possibility. Like, yeah. if it's that good, you're like, what was I cross about earlier? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a very limited man. <laughs> <laughs> We've already said you'd be very reasonable in a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let's imagine you're in that situation. Then it doesn't have to be in the maths context, but you're you're at a party. And your partner, who you thought things were going really well with, has said to the room, we don't have that much of a laugh when we're on our own. What would you do? I would say 
that's absolutely impossible because I'm fucking hysterical. So, <laughs> I would be I would be upset, but I would I would maybe handle it the way Jenna did actually. You know, just kind of leave, just kind of tune out, tune out a bit as well. And I would be visibly pissed off, but I maybe wouldn't do what is the healthier thing to do in that situation is. It's probably healthier to just fire back and have a have a blow up about it. Yeah, it's probably healthier. I think I would laugh it off in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of this, but this is what I would do. You take the coward's way. I would <laughs> laugh it off in the moment, and then when we got home oh, and God. the door was closed, <laughs> and it was just the two of us, all hell would break loose. That's that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's not right. I didn't say it was right. I'm just saying it's what I would do. God, you must be absolute. Because if we'd done that, if I said that about you and we were at a party and then we got home and the door shuts and then you turn around <laughs> and your face has completely changed, I'd be like, I'd be so taken taken off guard. It's cruel. It's not cruel. You said I wasn't funny in this scenario. Yeah, but this is what I mean. Just have it. Would you be during the party, you know, after laughing it off, would I be able to tell that you're secretly, like, seething about it? Well, in this scenario, you're Nick, so yes, you would. Because he's got he amazing knows. emotional awareness, especially where I'm concerned. Right, okay. He'd be like, you're really pissed off, aren't you? And I'd be like, no, it's absolutely fine. We'll talk about it when we get home. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I know, with Claire. Obviously, with your partner, you know, when you're like... Yeah. When they're just putting on a show for other people and you're like oh fucking hell that's this night ruined isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> I'm having some terrible flashbacks <laughs> you put a tweet out about the next couple and I don't often agree with your tweets <laughs> thank you <laughs> I appreciate that but this one I really did you said something like am I the only one that can't see any sexual chemistry right. between Kwame and Keisha. Yeah. Is it... There's not, though, is there? There's not. That tweet uh, got quite a few comments, and unanimously, they were all, nope, there's no sexual chemistry there. There's there's nothing. They're just... They're fine. They're like, they're all right. They're, Are they just treading water so they get airtime? Oh, that's cynical, isn't it? But... It's cynical, but that's what a lot of people are saying. Claire, my wife, said that they're both seem like successful people and they're more concerned with kind of making a success of things rather than it being an actual yeah. relationship they don't want to be the people who go out in the first week they don't want to be seen on national tv to be like having failed at oh, something right, that's interesting yeah which i think it was a very astute point which is why i've stolen it and just yeah you it. could have just pretended it was yours there but yeah. i would have questioned it because it's a bit bright for you yeah well well <laughs> I would have been like, what woman told you that? (laughs) No, I I think that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it. I just thought, oh, cynically, are they just trying to see it out for, you know, the purposes of a bigger following on social media? Or, yeah, for the purposes of coming across, like, decent people as well. Which they are. Yeah. I don't don't dislike them. But I just think, like, there's not... Surely that's not the, the, the total... Of what they want, that kind of... No, it's not, is it? And she stopped asking for sex, and he seems happier with that. So she started asking for material goods instead, hasn't she? <laughs> what yeah. was she asking for? Oh, yes. Oh, handbags and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she just... It was that 
Well, it was clever, actually, because I think she was meant to say, what are the three things you don't like about me? But I think she changed it to, here's how you could improve, which is clever. Right. Because it was, you could buy me more stuff. (laughs) It was. It was, she said I like surprises, but it was essentially buy me more stuff. Like bags, flowers. That makes me so uncomfortable. When women start asking for goods, we're back to that. You know what, though? It works. He did bring her flowers. He did bring her flowers. Uh, but have you ever watched Made in Chelsea? Yeah, once. All right, we'll do a podcast about Made in Chelsea as well. <laughs> oh we'll start, we're starting God. immediately after this. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to watch it. Uh, still occasionally watch a bit of it here and there. But I watched it in its peak when it was like Spencer oh, was yeah. just basically cheating on girlfriends and then insisting that he wasn't all series. And then the series finale would be the reveal that he had been and he'd get slapped in the face. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's worth watching for. <laughs> yeah, it was always really entertaining. Yeah. And once he cheated on this American girl, I think her name was Steph. I think she was on another reality show in in America. And uh, then the next, you know, they fell out and everything. And then they all had a big, big meal as they tended to do. And he turned up with like a Louis Vuitton handbag for her or whatever. Slept with her that night. Boom. No. (laughs) Yeah. This is where I think, no, I've got a chip missing. There's something different in me genetically to other women. Because I do, I hear this, where it's like, well, it was the bracelet thing we were talking about the other day. I don't get the big material gesture. It just smacks of uh, somebody trying too hard or being fake or trying to make up for something or just not for me. So Charlene visited a few of the couples this week. And Keisha and Kwame, she bought a big case of lube and (laughs) sex toys and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It it was awkward. I found it awkward. Yeah, because they sort of said they enjoyed it, though, didn't they? They did. I mean, he didn't take his socks off. No. She still had her shades on. Yes. Charlene was there leaning against the wardrobe. (laughs) Um... Yeah. Which I get her role was to facilitate. Facilitate, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it was just... Do you think it was a success? They were very elusive about that. At the commitment ceremony, Charlene said to them, did you want to continue that kind of vibe and stuff? And I didn't get the impression that... No. That... Well, it just wasn't there in their body language, was it? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh yeah, they, they, they found a spark now. I think it's going to be, like you say, treading water for another week, two weeks. Maybe they'll get to the final vows and then just say, oh, you're a great person, you're really nice, but we don't think we're a a, a couple that can make it on the outside. No, what I would love, though, because I've been very wrong throughout this series about various points, is if we got to that final one and they were like, yes, we've fallen madly in love. You wouldn't believe it, though. We're not invested. We're not invested in We're it. not invested, but then the argument could be that it's just been the way they've been edited and... <sighs> no, you're right, it's not going to happen. <laughs> My favourite moment of the week came from a couple we haven't spoken about yet. There's Shanita, only one left. <laughs> Shanita and Jordan. Yeah. And that was when they were doing the task about what are your three favourite things about me and he said, 
oh, it's your bum, and they kind of laughed. And then he said, and I quote, yeah, but I show you in different ways, like by teabagging you. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously he was referring to the teabag incident earlier where he'd left tea, used teabags out on the counter, but it was just brilliant. It was. It was, it was very funny. Yeah, and they've had a good week. They've had a really good week. I don't know. Again, maybe I'm just getting cynical now because we've heard various bits about, oh, we're not seeing everything that gets edited out. I don't know if it's like a big all-time love. I don't know if I'm getting that Oh, really? I think they're lovely together and I really like them both as individuals and they get on, but I don't know if I'm getting a... they're the love of each other's lives vibe from them. Hmm, that's interesting. I sort of know it... You know, in a weird way, when... When I'm watching it, because I'm doing the live tweet, and I sort of tune out on their bits a little bit, without meaning any disrespect. It's just that there's less controversy. With yeah, them. it's just I know that they're gonna they're going along all right. So I suppose maybe I've not paid as much attention to decide if they are like destined to be yeah. together kind of thing. Because I sort of assumed from the beginning that they are. They, yeah, then they've got great chemistry and a really good dynamic. And like I say, they're both really likable. I just don't know. Maybe just because they are young. Yeah. And it's got me questioning it. Well, let's do a thing here then. What? Who do you think is going to gonna last? Right, let's look at my list. I think, well, out of the list, Shanita and Jordan have got the most chance. Definitely. Um... I, I think, think looking at this list, it's hard to say any of them, isn't it, really? Zoe and Jenna could go either way. I, I sort of know what... We said it, I said it about Zoe and Jenna before. Good, maybe not great. And is good, good enough, you know? Yeah, I think they've got chemistry and they both obviously really fancy each other. I just... a lot, But then it could be in how it's edited, but it looks like they have a lot of bickering and a lot of arguments that pop up which is it needs to be good in the beginning like life's gonna throw a lot of stuff at you as a as a couple if you're arguing a lot in the beginning it doesn't bode well yeah that's true Jenna had said that uh, she likes Zoe doesn't follow the crowd and yeah she's not a yes person yeah Yeah, which is good it's it's really good admirable trait but like you say in the beginning of early days of a relationship is that the first thing that it sort of suggests that maybe there has been some conflict? And, yeah. Well, we know. I thought we'd make it through the whole episode without mentioning the word veganism. but No, know. we're back there. Yeah. But obviously we know about that. But yeah, it's, are they are they long-term compatible, you know? Either way. It's going to go either way. And I know that's sitting on the fence, but I, I, I couldn't call it with those two. No for April and George? I don't think it's going to work long term. But yeah. I do think they're really into each other. I don't think that's for the cameras. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's sustainable if she's... Maybe she's flirty when she's out and about. Maybe she does notice other men. So she's not compatible with a man who's super insecure. Yeah. Thomas and Adrian? I see them becoming amazing friends. But yeah. I, but I don't know about a long term marriage. Yeah. I'm sitting on the fence too much, aren't I? No, it's okay. I, I, sort of, I know where you're coming from. But to be honest, I think if it's not Shanita and Jordan... Who is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. God, imagine a year with no no uh, final vows, successful final vows. I know. Or, worse, Gemma and Matt, if there's a massive turnaround and they've ended up together and I have stuck my neck on the line <laughs> time and time again saying, no, no, he's the villain. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, well, I think that's us for this yeah. week, isn't it? Yeah. Been a, been a very dramatic week. I think next week it's really going to kick off. I think it's going to be intense. Yeah. From what we've what we've seen of the the trailers and everything, and some of the rumours going around. I when think, when does it end? When will I get my life back? <laughs> I think we're halfway. I think we're just over halfway through now. Okay, I, we can do this. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll we'll be all right. Uh, I mean, we might hate everyone involved and ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, we can we can do it. So. Uh, if you enjoyed this, then please follow us on social media at Mathsysteria on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I've been Omar Abid. I've been Kelly Rickard. And until next week, look after yourself and make sure you've got a hell of a blowjob on you. <laughs> nice. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.